Hey everyone, welcome to Zappagram, the mother of all music podcasts, where every week we cover the latest in music news, reviews, interviews, releases, discovery, history, and more. I'm your host, Chris Zappa, and as always, the world of music is a busy place, so without further ado, ground control the listener, take your protein pills, put your helmet on, this podcast ain't gonna listen to itself. Hey everybody, welcome back for another week of Zappagram, your favorite music newsletter, the mother of all music newsletters. How you doing? How was your weekend? Hope everybody's doing well out there. Did you uh, did you miss me? I missed you. I'm glad we're back together here again this week. There's, uh, there's always a lot going on, but man, this week is there a lot going on. You know, as winter draws to a close, the uh, world of music is heating up. Thanks in no small part to the dumpster fire that is Ticketmaster. Gather round, kids. Warm your hands by the flames while I tell the tale of how buying concert tickets used to not be a royal pain in the ass. I miss live music, but not enough to sell a vital organ to attend a show. I can't remember the last show I saw. I want to say it was Cat Power, and it was fall of 2019 before everything went to hell. Since then, I've grown quite used to attending live shows via YouTube, from the comfort of my own living room. Concessions at home are infinitely cheaper. The bathrooms are definitely cleaner. I don't have any drunk people shouting around me, and, you know, I'm not stuck behind the dude that's six foot five and wearing a hat. I'm always stuck behind that guy. And that guy always refuses to sit down during the entirety of the concert, too. So, anyway, it's just better all the way around. But uh, we'll get more into the, the Ticketmaster thing later in the show. Speaking of the show, uh, the show should be really good today. You know why? Because this is the second time that I've recorded it. I uh, I started earlier today. I recorded uh, probably a little bit more than half of the show, and I decided to step away and take a break. When I came back, there was an error message on my screen, and when I dismissed the error message, the entire uh, application just shut down and quit. And when I restarted it, everything that I had recorded was not there. So that was super cool. So now I get a, a forced take two and uh, can make it even better than it was before. Trying to look on the bright side. Had something kind of uh, interesting happen earlier uh, this week, and I debated on whether or not I was going to talk about it on the show, and uh, I think I am. I think I'm going to talk about it because it, uh, it bugged me. So I'm browsing Instagram, and I follow Sunset Sound on Instagram. Famous recording studio, everyone who's anyone has recorded there. And some of the most popular albums of all time have been recorded there. Um, a lot of incredible stuff that's come out of Sunset Sound. And they're still going today. So that I follow them on Instagram. And, uh, and they posted this reel that was the isolated vocal track of Mary Clayton singing on the Rolling Stones' Gimme Shelter. You know, the, the, the woman that's singing in that song, her name is Mary Clayton incredible talent. And so they isolated her vocal track, posted that. I saw it. I thought it was incredible. And so I immediately decided, oh, I want to repost this so that everyone who follows me can see it. And there's an app called Repost uh, for the iPhone. And if you copy the URL to an Instagram post, go into this Repost app, it'll basically pull the uh, photo or video and the caption 
and uh, let you copy and paste that back into your Instagram so that you can repost it. But it doesn't do it in, in a sketchy way so that it's like you're stealing the content. It specifically puts a little tag right at the very top of the post that says, uh, you know, reposted via and then it puts the, the original poster. And so this was via Sunset Sound Recorders. And I reposted that. And literally within five to ten seconds of me reposting it, I see an, an alert pop down that says, uh, delete this post immediately. And then it went away real real quick. And I saw that it was from Sunset Sound, and I was like, oh, oh, shit, okay. So I immediately deleted it. And about five seconds after that, a DM pops in from Sunset Sound that says, Chris, delete the post that you just lifted from our page. And I was taken aback. I was like, well, okay, first of all, I, I already deleted it. Um, you know, so I responded back to them really quickly. And I was like, hey, um, I, I deleted it immediately. I'm sorry. I was, I just thought it was really cool. And I wanted to reshare it with my followers. Um, you know, really sorry about that. But, you know, I immediately removed it. It's gone. Sorry, my apology. And uh, they didn't say anything back. And so about 10 minutes passed, and I thought about it more. And, and I thought about the way that they responded, and they're like, you know, uh, delete immediately the, the post that you, you just lifted from our account. And I'm like, you know, it was like not like I was stealing anything from them. I mean, it's social media, for Christ's sake, you know. I'm reposting something that you posted on social media. How, how out of the norm is that? I would, I would tend to think that that happens all the time. No, but, um, so I, I messaged them again and I was like, Hey, um, you know, when I reposted this, it was only up for a, a few seconds before I got your message and I took it down. So you might not have had a chance to see, but I wanted to let you know that right at the very top of the, of the caption for this, it said that I had gotten this, you know, it said via your account. So it's not like I was trying to be shady and steal it or post it and act like it was my own content or anything like that. And I just, I just wanted to let you know that, uh, you know, my, my intentions were, were good and, and nothing, nothing shady or anything like that. But, uh, thanks for messaging me about it. And, um, you can tell, you know, when someone starts typing back to you, um, and so the little bubbles come up and they're typing back and I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe they're going to say like, okay, you know, no, no problem. No worries. Um, no harm, no foul, whatever. And then they went away, but no message came in and then they never said anything back to me. So I was like, all right, well, whatever. Um, my bad. It bothered me because, you know, I, I have the best intentions. I'm an honest person. Uh, I've never stolen anything in my life. So you know, just to, it was the, the implication that I was stealing from them and, and reposting this. And, and that's, maybe that's not how they meant it, but that was how I took it. And so I was kind of hoping for a, you know, okay, you know, thanks, no big deal. Just a, just a, okay, thanks, you know, just an acknowledgement, something, but nothing. Anyway, that bothered me, still bothers me a little bit, but just thought I'd tell you guys about that. So yeah, that happened. Anyway, let's jump into things this week. Um, it's been a year already since we lost Taylor Hawkins. Can you believe it's already been a year? Doesn't feel like it's been a year, but it has. And so anyway, this, this week's quote is from Taylor Hawkins. Uh, and he said, life is funny. If you don't laugh, you're in trouble. And, you know, I can apply that to a whole host of things. I'm sure you can too. Um, every single day of our lives. Um, if you don't laugh, you'll cry, that sort of a thing. So yeah. 
In this week's Rock the Vote, I'm asking a simple question. Are you a vinyl collector? Yes or no? I've had a few uh, listeners uh, send me an email and tell me that they are vinyl collectors. They would love to have more news on vinyl releases and reissues and whatnot. So if you are a vinyl collector, let me know. I'm thinking about incorporating something like that into the weekly newsletter and the podcast. In this week's weekly playlist, we've got uh, some new stuff, some old stuff. Uh, there was some uh, controversy this week surrounding the White Stripes. Not the White Stripes. The, the controversy wasn't surrounding them specifically. Um, it, I'll get into it in a minute. Anyway, the White Stripes is on the playlist. Foo Fighters got some of uh, some Foo Fighters on there in honor of Taylor Hawkins. Uh, the Replacements, Portugal the Man, Velasa Hamster, M83, Chartreuse, Spoon, Hosier, Boy Genius, Kiss the Tiger, Stephen Sanchez, Hazel English, Madison McFerrin, Runner, and some Elliot Smith. So that's available on both Spotify and Apple Music. Links for that in the newsletter. Be sure to check that out. So enough chit-chat. Let's dive into this week's music news. So at the top of the news stories, uh, the thing that I was mentioning about the white stripes a minute ago, the headline is journalist apologizes for calling Meg White terrible after receiving backlash. Uh, a journalist apparently is a political journalist, I believe, Lachlan Marquet, sparked a discourse after posting a now-deleted tweet which read, The tragedy of the White Stripes is how great they would have been with a half-decent drummer. And as you can imagine, rightfully so, the internet collectively lost their fucking minds. Um, you don't shit-talk Meg White. Meg White's awesome. The White Stripes were awesome. The White Stripes were what they were because of Meg and Jack. Without one or the other, it wouldn't have worked. Um, so everyone was weighing in, and then, of course, it, it started picking up steam, uh, and people like Questlove started chiming in. Uh, Karen Elson, Jack White's uh, ex-wife, also stepped in to defend Meg White, commenting, saying, Not only is Meg White a fantastic drummer, Jack also said the White Stripes would be nothing without her. To the journalists who dissed her, keep my ex-husband's ex-wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Please and thank you. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, so anyway, all, all sorts of people were, were weighing in on this and just giving the guy a load of shit, as, as they should, because it was a really stupid and mean and cruel thing to say, and just plain wrong. So he responded to the backlash with a series of tweets saying, by now you've probably seen the ill-advised and since-deleted tweet I sent out yesterday about the White Stripes and Meg White. It was an over-the-top take on the band and White as a drummer and was, let's just face it, just truly awful in every way. Petty, obnoxious, just plain wrong. I don't know if Meg White herself saw the tweet. I hope not, because I imagine it wouldn't feel great to see a stranger dumping on you like that. So to Meg White, I am sorry, really. And to women in the music business generally, who I think are disproportionately subject to this sort of shit, I am sorry to have fed that as well. Going to try to be more thoughtful in the future, both on here and off. And he continued to say, I've been thinking to myself as all this, again, completely justified, hate comes in over the last 24 hours. Why did I actually write that? It's not what I really think, and I like to think I'm not the asshole that it made me out to be, or at least I try not to be. I think the answer in part is that sort of vicious sniping is something that we, us online folks, tend to reward with eyes and clicks. 
And I think I got caught up in that implicit incentive structure with a needlessly inflammatory, downright mean, and most importantly, false take. He's uh, since amended his Twitter bio to include the line, bad music take haver. So uh, that happened. The dude did apologize. It does seem to be sincere, and he realizes that he was a dick. So, you know, I guess all's well that ends well. In vinyl news, Metallica has purchased their own vinyl pressing plant. Uh, after selling tons of vinyl, they realized they needed their own plant. They sold uh, over 900,000 pieces of vinyl in 2022, and they've been working with a company called Furnace out of Alexandria, Virginia. Furnace Record Pressing. They've pressed all of Metallica's vinyl, so Metallica bought the majority share in that company, so now they basically own their own record pressing plant. That's very cool. Since 2014, Furnace has pressed over 5 million pieces for Metallica, including a collection such as their massive Black Album 30th Anniversary box set. Fellow vinyl enthusiast Jack White praised Metallica, writing on Instagram, Congratulations to the boys of Metallica for purchasing their very own vinyl record pressing plant. Thank you for putting your money to amazing creative use. Here's hoping the major labels will also see this as further proof and finally start investing in themselves. Outstanding. To which Metallica responded, Thank you, Jack. So unbelievable and grateful to be able to do this after all these years. Who would have thought that this was even possible back in the day? You have pioneered all of this and were psyched to follow in your footsteps. So good feels all around. And you can pre-order Metallica's new album, 72 Seasons, on vinyl through the link in the article linked in the newsletter. So be sure to check that out. Brian May, Queen's guitarist, has been knighted by the King of England. The Queen guitarist was recognized for his contributions to music and charity in a ceremony, part of the 2023 New Year Honors List, an annual tradition celebrating the achievements and service of exceptional individuals. He was, uh, as I said, recognized for his contributions to music and charity. So he's not only an amazing guitar player, one of the greatest guitar players of all time, founding member of Queen, one of the greatest rock bands of all time, incredible songwriter. He's, uh, he's now uh, a knight, and he's an astrophysicist, too. Did you know that? Brian May is also, in addition to being a badass guitar player, founding member of Queen, and a knight, he's also a freaking astrophysicist. Wow, that's dude's got an impressive resume. Yolatengo protest Tennessee's drag law at Nashville show. The veteran indie rock outfit played the first of a two-night stint at the Basement East uh, this past week in Nashville. And uh, due to the uh, stupid and restrictive new law surrounding drag performances, the band staged a protest and uh, played the show in drag. I admittedly have never listened to Yolatengo very much. So I can't say that I was a huge fan based on the music alone, but based on what they've done here, I have now become a huge fan, and it makes me want to listen to them more. Courtney Love is in the news uh, after she has written a scathing op-ed published in The Guardian slamming the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's sexist gatekeeping practices. Uh, the whole singer says that this year's nominations are, quote, the annual reminder of just how extraordinary a woman must be to make it into the old boys club. And she raises many, many good points throughout this thing. She herself is now eligible for Rock Hall consideration. But she noted that all of the inductees, just 8.4% are, are women. Overwhelmingly, the inductees into the hall are men. And 
so many incredible, legendary, groundbreaking, incredibly talented women have been snubbed over the years, from Kate Bush to Missy Elliott, Shaka Khan, Carol King, Nina Simone. They they were only just recently inducted. Um, so it's a kind of a it's a lot of crap is what it is. But she's calling them out, and Chrissy Hind has actually joined in uh, on the chorus, uh, saying that if uh, anybody wants my position in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they're welcome to it. I don't even want to be associated with that. It's just more establishment backslapping. I got in a band, so I didn't have to be part of all of that. So it remains to be seen if any change will come from this, but I think it's important that someone start to speak up about it. And, um, you know, who better to do that than Courtney Love? Tame Impala's Kevin Parker has undergone surgery for a fractured hip. Apparently, he tried to run a half marathon on what turned out to be an existing stress fracture and really fucked himself up. He posted on Instagram uh, pictures of himself in the hospital, an MRI of his injury, an x-ray complete with a collection of freshly inserted screws and rods. That sounds incredibly painful, and I wish him a full and speedy recovery. Bandcamp workers have formed a union. We began working here as an extension of our own love for independent music and believe that a site that purports to offer an ethical and fair alternative to the streaming economy should reflect its mission internally. Bandcamp, of course, uh, has been around since 2007, and they were established as an artist-friendly alternative to platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, uh, catering to independent artists and labels by giving them control over the way their music and merchandise is consumed and compared to its competitors, uh, sharing a heftier chunk of the profits. But uh, they they were acquired in 2022 by Epic Games. Epic Games, of course, one of the uh, world's largest video game and software development companies. The Chinese tech conglomerate Tencent owns a 40% stake in their operation. But a year-end Bandcamp is still Bandcamp, but its workers say that change is needed. That's why they're joining the ongoing wave of creative workers in uh, in forming a union. And it wouldn't be surprising to to know that some, you know, corporate bullshit is trying to choke the life out of Bandcamp as it was. So I hope that this move is good not only for uh, the Bandcamp employees, but for Bandcamp as a company as well. A headline from Rolling Stone, a bunch of top music advocates want to ensure AI doesn't replace your favorite artist. A new coalition called the Human Artistry Campaign includes powerful trade groups like the uh, RIAA and the Recording Academy, and they are uh, trying to uh, ensure that AI doesn't replace humans in the world of music. Harvey Mason Jr., the CEO of the Recording Academy, said in a statement, There's so much potential with AI, but it also presents risks to our creative community. It's crucial that we get this right early on so that we don't risk losing the artistic magic that only humans can create. And, you know, I've I've not heard any that I know of. I've not heard any AI-generated music. I've seen plenty of AI-generated art, as I'm sure everyone has uh, over the last uh, year or so online you know, just music doesn't need to be generated by AI. I could see AI being useful for all sorts of applications um, aside from making music and writing songs, you know, in the, in the, in the mixing and the production. I'm sure there's, there's a lot of cool ways to utilize that, but, you know, leave the, leave the creation of music to the actual real human musicians and 
keep your dirty, stinking AI out of it. Also, get off my lawn. Hey, you know who we haven't seen enough of lately? Like, lately being in, in a long, long time. Maybe years? Lenny Kravitz. The coolest dude on the planet, Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz is cool when he rolls out of bed in the morning. Like, Lenny Kravitz can do his laundry and look cooler than I ever will. He's been tapped as iHeartRadio Music Awards host for this year, for 2023, which is very cool. It'll be a night full of celebs as Taylor Swift is receiving the 2023 iHeartRadio Innovator Award. And there will be other performers like LL Cool J, Pink, Kelly Clarkson, Keith Urban, and Coldplay. The event is going to take place on Monday, March 27th, and it will air live on Fox while simultaneously airing live across iHeartRadio stations. So be sure to check that out. I have a Lenny Kravitz story. In 1999, I moved to New York City and uh, had these roommates. These roommates liked to go out to this one particular club. I cannot remember the name of it. It was incredibly fancy. So I went with them to this club. I went to the bar. I ordered a beer. I don't remember what kind, but uh, it was $20. And I remember thinking, wow, $20 beer. That's got to be a pretty goddamn good beer. So I get my beer and I go sit down with them at their table. I look over to my right and about six feet away from me, there's Lenny Kravitz. I was like, holy shit. So that's my Lenny Kravitz story. I didn't talk to him or anything. I didn't want to be that guy. I just played it cool. Like I'm hanging at the club with Lenny Kravitz, you know, no big deal. Everybody ready for a Florida man story? Teenager arrested for attacking Def Leppard's drummer outside a Florida hotel. Def Leppard's drummer uh, is named Rick Allen. The uh, incident occurred over the weekend while Def Leppard was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida for a show with Motley Crue. Rick Allen, the drummer for Def Leppard, has one arm. I don't know if you guys know that. He ha he was in an accident back in the 90s. And so the dude has one arm. And he walked outside his hotel. He was walking outside to smoke a cigarette. And this dude bum-rushed him from behind a, a column outside the, the door of the hotel. Bum-rushed him, knocked him to the ground. He hit his head on the ground. This lady came to try to intervene. And then the dude started, like, attacking her as well. He was hitting her, dragging her by the hair. And then he took off running. And it turns out they caught him at another nearby hotel where he was breaking car windows. So, really well-adjusted guy. He was a, uh, turns out he's a varsity football and lacrosse player from Ohio. So I don't know if this is technically a Florida man story or not, but he was in Florida. So for the purposes of this, he's a Florida man. No offense to Floridians, by the way. Anyway, kid's been charged with uh, two counts of battery, four counts of criminal mischief, and abusing an elderly or disabled adult. What a dick. The Big Lebowski is returning to theaters for its 25th anniversary. Uh, it'll be shown for a limited time only on two days, April 16th and April 20th, at a theater near you. Check the uh, link in the newsletter if you want to purchase tickets for that to go see that on, on the big screen. Speaking of the big screen and things returning to it, the Talking Heads Stop Making Sense concert film is coming back to theaters in 2023. It's the uh, classic 1984 concert, number four on Rolling Stone's list of the best music documentaries ever, and it's returning to theaters later this year with a new 4K restoration. To celebrate the film's big screen revival, David Byrne participated in a clever promo where the singer drops by a neighborhood dry cleaners to reclaim his 
trademark oversized suit that he wears in the film. Then he takes the suit, bikes home with it, puts it on, and tries his best to recapture his girlfriend as better dance moves nearly 40 years later. In addition to the film's restoration and re-release, Stop Making Sense's soundtrack will be reissued in unabridged 2LP form for the first time on August 18th as well. Check the link in the newsletter to find out where that's playing near you. Lastly, in film-related news, Martin Scorsese's documentary on the New York Dolls' David Johansson gets a Showtime premiere date. David Johansson is the center of a new Martin Scorsese documentary, and now the project has a premiere date on Showtime, arrives on April 14th, hitting streaming the same day. So if you're a fan of the New York Dolls, fan of David Johansson, click the link in the newsletter and check the trailer out for that. It looks really good. I mean, Scorsese did it. It can't not be good. There's more tour news than you can shake a stick at. Uh, I'm just going to really quickly sort of go through everyone who's announced a tour in the last week. Uh, My Morning Jacket is going to be on tour soon. The Cure. Kenny Loggins announces his farewell tour. Love and Rockets announced their first tour dates in 14 years. Counting Crows. Willie Nelson, his uh, Outlaw Music Festival, is going on the road. Drake announces summer tour dates. Uh, Wise Blood is uh, headlining at several music festivals. Violent Films announce a new tour celebrating their debut album. Barty Strange is on tour. Blondeshell has announced tour dates. Jenny Lewis is on tour this summer. Peter Gabriel, so many good tours out there. And of course, everybody knows uh, Taylor Swift just kicked off her tour a couple of nights ago. So if you fought the uh, the Ticketmaster beast to, to get tickets to go see her, uh, I'm sure it'll be really worth it. I've seen a lot of clips online from her first show the other night. I believe it was in Phoenix. And it looks like a, a really, really damn good show. Even if you're not a big Taylor Swift fan, it looks like a great show. All right, this sadly brings us to the part of the show where we talk about everyone who died in the last week. And we had quite a few deaths. Um, One in the acting world, actor Lance Riddick, who played on The Wire and John Wick. He passed away at the age of 60. That's very sad. Uh, Paul Beasley, singer for the Blind Boys of Alabama, uh, has passed away at the age of 78. Fuzzy Haskins, Clarence Fuzzy Haskins from Parliament Funkadelic, P-Funk. He has passed away at the age of 81. R&B singer Bobby Caldwell has passed away at the age of 71. And Jim Gordon, the uh, very famous session drummer from from the 70s and uh, 80s, uh, actually has co-writing credits on Eric Clapton's Layla. He passed away at the age of 77. He passed away uh, in prison because, don't know if you know this or not, but uh, he murdered his mother. Um, apparently he suffered from schizophrenia and sort of lost his shit and killed his mother back in the eighties. And so he's been in prison ever since then. So he, he passed away in prison at the age of 77 from natural causes. That's going to do it for this week's music news. Let's see what other kind of trouble we can get ourselves into. Rolling Stone has a piece titled Mojo Nixon Became a Cult Hero Singing About Anarchy, Sex, and Elvis. At 65, he still won't shut up. So there's a new Mojo Nixon documentary, uh, The Mojo Manifesto, The Life and Times of Mojo Nixon. Sounds really interesting. Rolling Stone also has a piece uh, running this week, What the Hell Happened with the Cure's Tickets, this week. 
whether or not Robert Smith intended it, the Cure's ticketing on sale this week became a worthy case study for anyone to learn about all the efforts and the complications that come with making the ticketing marketplace a more equitable experience for fans. Readying for its first U.S. tour in seven years, uh, The Cure had established what many live music experts would say were the ideal measures for a fan-centered experience to keep ticket prices at face value, even as demand is higher than supply. Tickets to their shows, were it was going to be a $20, $20 ticket to go see The Cure. And very quickly, fans realized, yeah, the tickets are 20 bucks, but then Ticketmaster's fees uh, end up being more than twice that. Ticketmaster is 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 a behemoth. It is a monster, and it it needs to be. It needs something needs to be done about it. They're ruining live music. It's impossibly expensive to go see shows anymore, and that's if you can even get through their shitty system and buy tickets in the first place without it crashing on you or putting you into the queue and then crashing on you after you've waited on uh, online for you know twenty, thirty, forty minutes for tickets. It's just it's a total shit show. So Robert Smith sort of uh, went to battle with them and said, hey, we were we were trying to make this affordable for our fans. And, you know, you're you're screwing everybody over. Anyway, this thing went back and forth for a couple of days with with Robert Smith and Ticketmaster. And he finally got Ticketmaster to agree to lower some of the fees. So in you know, it was it was a victory, maybe albeit a small one. But, you know, more artists have to, to do what he did and, and stand up and start taking a stand against this. Ticketmaster is just totally out of control, and, and it's ruining the entire experience of, of going to see live music. Um, and, and it's, you know, making people go broke at the same time. You shouldn't have to take out a second mortgage to go see your favorite artist live. Moving on, this week's Z-Rex Zappa's Recommendations. In an article from 2018 titled, Meg White is the 21st Century's Loudest Introvert, Talia Schlanger, writing for NPR, states that uh, one night, Jack asked Meg to play a simple beat for something he was working on, and shortly after, they started a band that would change rock history. I hate to feed into the sexist trope that a woman's worth is framed by a man's story or that a woman's primary purpose is to fill a void for a man, but this is not a trope or an assumption. This is the real origin story of the White Stripes. And to ignore it would be to miss an opportunity to credit Meg for the amount of work she did in forming the backbone of 21st century rock. It's a great article. You should read that. Also, just a quick little short interview clip uh, from a show called Off Camera with Sam Jones. It's a show that features conversations with the most iconic, curious, interesting artists of our time. And there's this short two-minute clip of Dave Grohl giving advice to aspiring musicians that's well worth the watch. It, really showcases the quality of, of these videos, this, this series of interviews as well. Other great conversations in the series include talks with Amy Mann, Matt Berninger of uh, The National, Jackson Brown, Andrew Bird, Jason Isbell, and John Doe of X. So be sure to give that a watch. Let's talk about the new releases that came out this past week. 100 Gex released a new album, and if you've never heard 100 Gex before, um, I don't know what... To tell you, I don't know what to say about a hundred gecks. You may ask, what's a geck? I'm not even really sure. Um, I'm not. I don't know that anybody knows. But their music is um, loud and noisy, and to be honest, uh, pretty fucking obnoxious. It's it's this whole thing. You should you should listen to it if you've never heard it before. But when you do listen to it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Black Honey's new album, A Fistful of Peaches, is out. 
Uh, Hosier's new EP, Eat Your Young, is out, and it's fantastic. Three songs on that. It will be from uh, his, his upcoming album released later this year. M83 is back with an album, Fantasy. That's really good. Also, Unknown Mortal Orchestra released an album. Great Portland band. Their new album is very good. And that brings us lastly to U2. Let's talk about U2. U2 just released a new album called Songs of Surrender. It is an album of 40 of their songs reimagined. Okay, so it's it's 40 classic U2 songs completely reworked. They don't sound anything like the original. In in some cases the uh, the music is just completely different. Most of most of these have been stripped down to acoustic versions. Some of them, the the lyrics have been changed, the arrangements have been changed. It's just it's it makes it's completely different. So you know, if you want to hear this modern reworked ver- acoustic stripped down version of uh, "Where the Streets Have No Name" or "One" or "Bad" or uh, "Pride," you know go go check this album out but i got to say um i don't like it i just don't u2 is one of my favorite bands of all time and their classic songs are just that they're classics we didn't need them reworked we didn't need a new stripped down acoustic version of bad sung from a different person's perspective it's just it just doesn't work it's not good it's not good i don't like it i don't like it at all nobody asked for it but we got it. And I don't I don't want to harp on you two for doing that thing where they, they put their that one album on everybody's iPod or iPhone or whatever back in the day. They've taken a lot of shit for that over the years. But this is this kind of reminds me of that. Like nobody asked for this. We didn't want it. We're we're good with the originals of all these songs. They were they were impeccably done in the first place. We didn't need to redo that. But here we are. Maybe uh, maybe you'll feel differently. You listen to it and tell me what you think. Looking ahead on the release radar, next week, uh, next Friday, we can expect new albums from Depeche Mode, Lana Del Rey, Nickel Creek, and a uh, new reissue of the 50th anniversary of Dark Side of the Moon. So that's cool. Look forward to all of that. Also, uh, the week following... There will be a deluxe reissue of the White Stripes Elephant. A lot of White Stripes news this week, huh? But again, we've got a ton of good music coming out over the next month from Boy Genius, Crazy Horse, New Pornographers, Blonde Shell, Devin Gilfillian, Ground Lift, Mud Honey, Feist, Metallica. A lot of good stuff coming up. This brings us to On This Date, Musical Happenings of Historical Significance. Today, March the 20th, we celebrate birthdays for Lee Scratch Perry, Jimmy Vaughn, Stevie Ray Vaughn's brother, Slim Jim Phantom of the Stray Cats, and Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. Also on March 20th, in the year 1969, John Lennon married Yoko Ono in Gibraltar. Also on the same day, in 2020, Kenny Rogers died at the age of 81. March 21st, we celebrate birthdays for Solomon Burke, Eddie Money, and Roger Hodgson of Supertramp. Also on March 21st, 1991, Leo Fender, the inventor of the Telecaster and the Stratocaster guitars, died from Parkinson's disease. March 22nd, birthdays for George Benson, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and uh, Suzanne Sully, the singer of the Human League. 
Remember the Human League from the 80s? Don't You Want Me, Human? They were pretty big in the 80s. She's uh, celebrating her birthday. Also, on March 22nd, 1965, Bob Dylan released his fifth studio album, Bringing It All Back Home. March 22nd of 1980, Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall, Part 2, started a four-week run at number one on the U.S. singles charts. And on March 22nd in 2016, Dave Grohl leapt to the defense of a teenage heavy metal band from Cornwall, England, after their city council said they were too loud. (laughs) The Black Leaves of Envy were told that they would have to stop practicing at their family garage after noise complaints from neighbors. Grohl penned an open letter to the council after the band contacted him, asking Cornwall Council to, quote, reconsider their restrictions. That's pretty cool. When Dave Grohl goes to bat for you, that's pretty cool. March 23rd birthdays include Rick Ocasek of The Cars, Shaka Khan, Damon Albarn of Blur and Gorillaz. On that day in 1985, Billy Joel married model Christy Brinkley on a boat moored alongside the Statue of Liberty. On March 24th, birthdays include Carol Kay, legendary bass player, Nick Lowe, Patterson Hood of Drive-By Truckers, and uh, Pacemaster Mace of De La Soul. Oh, and Ethel Kane. Ethel Kane celebrates birthday on March 24th. Happy birthday, Ethel Kane. Also, on March 24th in 1973, during a Lou Reed show in Buffalo, New York, a fan jumped on stage and bit Lou Reed on the ass. Birthdays for March 25th include the great Aretha Franklin, the great Elton John, Jeff Healy, and uh, on that day in 2006, Buck Owens died. And then sadly, on that same day uh, last year, 2022, is when we lost Taylor Hawkins at age 50. On March 26th, birthdays include Diana Ross, Steven Tyler, Avera Smith, Teddy Pendergrass, and uh, James Eha. Rapper, producer, and record executive Easy e also died in Los Angeles at the age of 30 on that day in 1995. You guys, it has been a show, right? At the top of this thing, I told you guys, there was a lot of stuff going on. There was a lot of stuff to cover, and indeed there was. Here we are, 45 minutes later, 40 minutes later, something like that. Anyway, here we are at the end of the show. If you stuck around this long, thank you so much for doing that. It's been real, and it's been fun, and it's been real fun. Also, I'm happy to say I'm at the end of this episode now, and I haven't lost the entire thing, so odds are this will get uploaded and you'll be listening to this soon. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast and you're enjoying it, uh, would you do me a favor and go on to the platform you're listening on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcast, Amazon, whatever, and uh, leave the show a review. That would be great. It would mean a lot to me. And I hope to see you guys back again next week. Thank you so much. Take care of each other. Be good out there. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. See you soon. <laughs>